Autobots Transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 15 of season one of Transformers Prime. It is Shadow Zone. This episode was directed by Todd Waterman. It was written by Marsha Griffin. And the last time on Transformers Prime... Megatron gained control over Bumblebee's mind just long enough to find a shard of Dark Energon, travel to the Decepticon cruiser, download his mind into his old body, stab his own corpse with the Dark Energon he had found, and come back to life. Just enough time. And on this episode... You are traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of toys and cartoons, but of podcasts. A journey into a confusing franchise whose boundaries are constantly rewritten by the latest animated series. Your next stop, The Shadow Zone. uh, It's a full moon again. It's a full moon again. It's one month later (laughs) on the Decepticon ship. Uh, Megatron has Starscream on the stretcher in sickbay. It's kind of fucked up that he he did enough horrible things to Starscream that he needed life support. But he yeah, Megatron's kind of didn't kill yeah, him. Yeah, Megatron's kind of gloating about ah oh, how the tire the tables have turned and da da da. And uh, just remember that I'll fuck you up if you ever do it again. And yep. this, I don't know why he keeps him around. It would have made more sense to banish him, but kill he's him. still gonna keep. <laughs> yeah, really. But anyway, he keeps him around. He walks out, and then Starscream's like. And unplugs himself and gets out of bed. <laughs> yes. Rips all the things off and Knockout tries to stop him, but he's like, I'm fine. And you're a brilliant physician and all that. And I just get out of my way. <laughs> and then he walks down the hallway. He kind of waxes about how I'm like, fucking Megatron. And then finds or re- retrieves the shard of dark energon that he had taken from Megatron's chest in Dark Rising commercial break. Yeah. And uh, now it's. Autobot headquarters, Ratchet is detecting dark energon moving fast, and uh, they think it's Megatron. Which makes sense. And uh, RC's like, well, where did he find more of the bad stuff, is what she calls it. <laughs> and we cut to Starscream with the bad stuff, and he's flying over, he ends up at the grave of Skysquake, and breaks the dark energon in two, tosses half, and it starts to smoke, tosses half of it into the grave of Skysquake, and then stabs the other half into his own gut, I guess. Mm, and he just lights on fire, like purple fire, all over him, and... Uh, Again, he says, oh, no, no, I was too symbiosis. impressed. That was like, that's fairy fire. That's a first level spell. That's nothing. Oh, there back you go. with the optimist uh, with <laughs> the Autobots. Yeah, they still think it's Megatron. They yeah. don't know that it's Starscream that just has dark energy on with him. Yeah. So he wants uh, Bulkhead, Bumblebee and Ratchet to go with him. Ratchet's like, why me? Mm. He says, you've got experience in dark energy on. We may need that. So come with me. Yep. You're the expert, dude. Come on. Yeah. So uh, Miko... Meanwhile, she's sitting there playing video games. No, she was and, drawing. Uh, she was drawing a picture of Optimus. Oh, it yeah, was yeah. as bad as her original drawing of RC. <laughs> yes. It was just awful. But she's like, yeah, give him a good one, Bulkhead. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, and Jack and Raph are like, uh, it's kind of weird for her that she doesn't want to go. Yeah. And the Autobots uh, ground bridge out. They transform into vehicle mode, head off, and then Miko makes a run for it. <laughs> yeah, Jack's like, making a break for it. <laughs> and he chases after her and manages to grab her wrist. And she's, she's insisting on going because she wants to see the zombie con throwdown. It might be her only chance. 
Which makes sense for her character, but it's still dumb. It's also dumb that Jack or Raph didn't say, hey, RC, why don't you close that ground bridge? They just yes. like quietly run behind her. But anyway, the three of them end up running through the ground bridge, and they follow the Autobots who end up in this canyon. Yeah, but the important thing is in that struggle trying to get away from Jack, oh, Miko drops yeah. her phone. Yeah, and it's, it stays behind at Autobot headquarters. So when they do get into this canyon, the kids run up onto some boulder for a, a great view. Jack and Miko start arguing. Uh, <laughs> total this. I swear my parents used this line when I was a kid where Jack says, Miko, what were you thinking? And Raph goes, she wasn't thinking. <laughs> I can flashbacks, totally flashbacks. Picture your dad saying that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so they're, they're watching and Miko's like, I came here to get some good snaps. Oh, fuck. I didn't bring my phone. Shit. Fuck. Ass. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. Motherfucking bitch. That's actually that was from the show. That's exactly what she says. Yeah, I couldn't believe they put that in a children's show. It was, wow. Meanwhile, down on the ground here, Optimus gets the guns out and orders Starscream to stand down. Starscream tells him to stand down and fires a missile at him. It was a neat thing where when he fires, he cocks, like he pulls two of his fingers like a trigger. And the missile, yeah, all the Autobots jump out of the way and come That's where he sees it, because we're going to get back to that, yeah. Yeah. Good setup. And Starscream's like, uh, look, you can't hurt me while dark energon flows through his veins. And then Prime just shoots his right arm clean off at the elbow. Like, bang, there. He runs and grabs his arm. <laughs> it's behind a boulder. And uh, Bulkhead's like, you clipped his wing. He's grounded. Let's move in. Yeah, he can't fly without that attached, I guess. So Starscream calls. He's like, help me, help me. I need you to grab me right away. <laughs> and while he says that, uh, Miko starts yelling at Jack. And the Autobots turn around and are like, oh, shit. God damn it, the kids are here. There's actually a funny line where RC immediately calls and she's like, uh, guys, I can't find the kids anywhere. Yes. And Optimus goes, yeah, we, we have, have a, a visual. visual. He says, yes. Yeah, and then Optimus tells him, all right, look, send a ground bridge to the same coordinates so we can get the kids out of here. But it turns out it's the same coordinates Starscream asked for, mm-hmm. and now there are two ground bridges in the same place. So Ratchet says to the kids, get through right away, and both ground bridges start to, like, feed back on each other, I guess. And Bulkhead runs to save the kids, but they explode. But now, Starscream, who was carrying his arm, he gets back to the Decepticon ship, but he doesn't have his arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he warns the two drones that see him come through. He's like, all right, everybody... Just- Keep quiet about this. You don't tell anybody. <laughs> he, he, then he lurches off and pulls that energon out of his gut. But back to the kids, they wake up. And this was another one of these great shots where they give you a great feel of scale. Mm. And the kids get up and behind them in the smoke and the dust settles. Uh, all the Autobots stand up and they're like, where are the kids? And Miko goes, we're right here. And then Bulkhead's like, gee, if only they were right here, I can't see them. Yeah. But Ratchet says, like, if the space bridges crossed the streams... It could trigger a system overload. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. So then Optimus calls into RC and he's like, uh, hey, are the kids there? He's like, nope. And then this, as they're going back and forth, the kids realize, holy shit, they can't see us. Just in time for Bulkhead to walk through Miko. Yeah, she's losing patience and she's like trying to get in Bulkhead's face, yelling at him. And he walks through her like she's a ghost. 
And actually, I think one of them, one of the kids is like, I don't want to be a ghost. Yeah, Rapsy says that, yeah. Uh, as uh, as um, Ratchet is talking about what he thinks happened, where they might get sent, Raph overhears that and puts two and two together that they're in the same place, just in a different dimension. And um, Ratchet kind of assures Optimus, like, if the kids are probably okay, if Starscream didn't get sent to Autobot headquarters, there's no chance they ended up on the Decepticon ship, so they're somewhere, we just have to figure out where, they're probably fine. And as he says that, so, like, all the Autobots are going into the bridge, suddenly Skysquake, or Terracon Skysquake, uh, comes out from behind a rock and starts lurching at the Transformers, and the kids yell, hey, look out, and they don't hear him, and Skysquake takes a swipe at Bulkhead, and his hand goes right through Bulkhead. Yeah, it's the same thing as when he's almost stepped on Mako. It just goes through him like he's a ghost. And Mako's like, this is awesome. It can't hurt the Autobots. But uh, it hurt her. Yeah. So <laughs> and, uh, they have to run. And we go to a commercial break. And when we come back, the kids are running from Skysquake, who luckily is lumbering along fairly slowly. Uh, but Raph trips and he loses his glasses. My glasses! Yeah, the mandatory scene from every episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> We're doing it this time. And his <laughs> yeah. glasses fall off. His shoes are fine, though. His shoes didn't fall off. But uh, yeah, he's blind as a bat. I, I like Miko here where she's she's like, you need your, he's like, I can't see without my glasses. She says, you need them. What are you, 90 years old? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, girl, myopia is a very real thing. Like, <laughs> come on. But Jack, Jack says, you're not helping. And she's like, fine. And she runs out, dodges Skysquake, grabs glasses, a bunch of weaving through his legs, runs back, hands the glasses to Raph and says, here you go, Gramps. Yeah, she calls him Gramps. And let's book. <laughs> yeah. So they book. And as they're running, uh, Miko suggests laying a trap for him, and Jack's like, nothing, or maybe Raph says, nothing yeah, here is real. Yeah, nothing's real <laughs> except us and him. So Miko says that we just have to hide. Yeah, and uh, back at Autobot headquarters, Optimus asks Ratchet if there's a way to find the kids, and uh, Bulkhead says, uh, well, Miko would have called by now if she was all right. And then Bumblebee's like, well, why don't we call her? Well, he just beeps, but they get that out of him. So yeah, Bulkhead does, and Miko's cell phone starts ringing behind them. <laughs> and Bulkhead's like, oh, that's why she wasn't answering. And then RC says, well, I'll call Jack. So she does. And as the kids are running, Jack's cell phone rings. He answers it and just hears, and he goes, RC? Yeah, and then Miko's like, well, there's there's no cell reception in the fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah, and then RC hears, so they both hang up. But uh, Jack points out, look, look, it rang in the first place. There must be a signal getting through, right? So Miko's like, well, text my phone. If it's still at the base, the Autobots might get the text, mm. right? I felt the text was like a weak answer. Like, why do texts work, but phone calls don't? They're on similar wavelengths, aren't they? Yeah, maybe because it was semi-new at the time, maybe. Yeah, I wanted them to do that thing from Short Circuit 2 where they had to like play songs or send Morse code with the dial tones, and then the Autobots have to figure that out and like learn human culture. Hey, 2010, why don't you hire me as a writer for this show? But uh, Jack starts texting, but then Skyquake comes around the corner and they just run back between his legs. But back in Optimus HQ, Miko's phone <laughs> vibrates from that text and nobody hears it. And then back in the shadow zone, the kids keep running. And this is when Miko realizes, hey, we're going in a circle. Yeah, we, we ran past this rock already before mm -hmm. yeah, we're going in circles and just then uh they run into it literally run straight into <laughs> sky uh, star screams arm smack and with missile yeah the missile's still on it and jack realizes all right if this is solid to us we can use this against skyquake mm -hmm. so back on the decepticon cruiser knockout is you know repairing star screams arm how did you lose it again <laughs> and he's um 
he starts saying, like, I can replace it with this model and that. And Starscream, is this where he says, oh, he's like, I'm in mind of my own business and it just fell off. I'm in mind of my own business. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going down the motherfucking road, driving my car, minding my own goddamn business, and a motherfucking deer jumped out and hit my car. And Knockout's like, oh, look, you're kind of obsolete, so I don't have a replacement arm, but I've got, like, newer and better improved arms, and Starscream's like, ah, fuck you! Well, did you notice one of them is a Null Ray, which it was Starscream's weapon in G1. Oh! So that, that was nice kind of a neat... Nice pull, nice pull. But back with the kids, they they turn Starscream's arm around, ready to uh, they get behind the trigger fingers, literally trigger fingers, uh, get ready to pull them, aim it at Skysquake, it comes around the corner, and they fire it at him, and it hits him, and they cheer... Uh, but then he's fine. Yeah, he's still very much alive or dead or undead. But then his right arm just falls off below the elbow. Oh, yeah. And it goes Adam. Uh, That's right down to it's like style. totally yeah, fucking yeah. thing from the Adams family. Just booking it at them in commercial break. And when we come back, it's still thing style chasing them. And we go to Bulkhead, who reads the text on Miko's phone. And it's like trapped in alternate dimension with a zombie trans- Decepticon. Send help. <laughs> yes, yeah, send help. I love they, they had to clarify that it was a situation that needed help. Yeah. <laughs> And then Starscream, his dark energon starts pulsating and he's like, he realizes Skysquake is awake or alive or whatever yeah, he's he is. still alive. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. And Knockout is uh, just coming back in the room and he's got a spare right arm. He's like, hey, look what I found in a closet. It's great. And it's like all covered <laughs> in missiles. But... Like not just covered in missiles. It had like 30, 40 missiles on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a... <laughs> it was very Michael Bay. Yes. <laughs> But uh, Starscream's like, yeah, you know what? Want my own back. I'm really attached to it. Not literally, literally right now, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go get it. See ya. Bye. <laughs> and back to uh, Ratchet. He tracks the kid's signal and he's going to try to open a ground bridge to bring them from the shadow zone to our dimension. And Balkis says, well, just bring them back here. And apparently that doesn't work. You can't, if you're getting people out of one dimension to another, it's got to be in the same physical place. It'd be, be too risky to create a bridge back to Autobot uh, headquarters, says. But um, the kid's still running from Skyquake. They come back to Starscream's arm again, and this time it doesn't have the missile. But they are going in circles. And as they're wondering what to do, Starscream walks into a frame, and he's in the real world. He doesn't see them, but he's looking for Skyquake. Yeah, and Jack's like, look, don't worry about him. It's like he's not in our dimension. But uh, when they see him, I'm sure Miko says freak. She but, does. Uh, it's, it kind of sounds like she says frig. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of cool. Miko the East Coaster. That friggin' Starscream, eh? Boy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they do have to run because then Skysquake's thing arm starts coming at them. So they run to uh, Starscream, but a ground bridge opens up in front of him that they see and he sees. And it's just like, like it's, I don't know, 30 feet wide. It's, it's more a ground tunnel than a bridge. Pretty much, yeah, but uh, Jack figures, look, if we go through this right now, they'll go back into the real world, and Starscream will just fucking kill us. But meanwhile, Thing is still coming up behind them, and Miko's like, if we stay here, we're zombie chow. Or we could just keep running, and Jack says, okay, just wait for me. Wait, 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 and they do a Braveheart hold, and he says, now! And they run through, and they run through Starscream's legs back into the real world, and Starscream turns around, he's like, what is that? And yes. the thing comes right out and grabs him, and he's like, it's this like isn't a, my arm! 
face hugger from fucking Alien <laughs> or Aliens, whichever one it was in. But yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's about to um, go after the kids when another ground bridge opens up, and Optimus walks through, and Starscream calls for a ground bridge to back to Decepticon HQ. Yep, and he retreats, and uh, so they just left Skyquake's hand running around in the desert. Yep. Kids are in the shadow zone, are they? All right, we'll come back to that. But let's recap how everybody got where they were. Starscream headed enough for one day and calls for a bridge home. Almost immediately afterwards, the Autobots call for a bridge to get the kids back to base. Now, Starscream goes through his, carrying his arm. The kids run into theirs, and then kaboom! They cross the streams, they send Gozer straight back to hell, and everything goes sideways. Starscream gets home, but he's missing his arm. The kids, Starscream's arm, and Skyquake's Revenant all get transported to the Shadow Zone. And the Autobots just get knocked over, but otherwise don't go anywhere. So what determines who or what goes where? Starscream was carrying his arm, why didn't it go to the Shadow Zone? Well, he gets back safe and sound, like why did Skyquake end up in there, but not the Autobots? Anyway, back to Shadow Zone. Miko at one point says there's no cell reception in the fourth dimension. Well, it can't be both. Shadows are two-dimensional, not four-dimensional. I had a calculus professor at university that went on this tangent one day about how we, as three-dimensional beings, cast shadows that are two-dimensional. But what if we were all ourselves just shadows of four-dimensional beings? Yeah, that's math and metaphysics way over. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The next episode we're going to review is Operation Colon Breakdown. If you want to see something that's about as appealing as a broken colon, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at John Sobe. Paul's at P. McPherson1. Uh, would you call that a semi-colon? Nah, right. <laughs> uh, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. You can rate our grammar, too, if you feel like it or use the semicolons or colons or add it. You can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. The Zombie Con Throwdown.